Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. Gotta get dead. 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 Hello everyone and welcome once again to a great Sunday morning. It is 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you're sitting down with JT, a.k.a. The Master. And as always, this is The Master Plan. Number to call in is 347-637-3220. Say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT, The Master. And that would naturally be me. Got a great show in store for you today. Going to be talking about some basketball. Right off the top of the bat. We're going to be talking about some basketball. And uh, quite naturally, talking about some NFL. But the, the uh, Eastern Conference and the Western Conference Finals are winding down. And we're going to be talking about those. And how they, the overall, looked up until this point. And the thoughts of, is this uh, too much of the same old, same old? We're going to be talking about that. But first, let's finish this thought. And we'll be right back. talking about that's what's happening in the conference finals the uh number one seed in the west and the number two seed in the east boom 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 
each series that they've gone through, they have boom, boomed their opponent. Celtics are um, on a verge of elimination today. Uh, not, I shouldn't say they're on a verge of elimination. They're down 2-0, getting, getting molly walloped the first two games. I mean, humiliated by, what, 40, 50 points? Uh, the last time the, the two met and uh, doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. Especially when Isaiah Thomas is out for the rest of the series with a hip injury. So one of their best players, if not the best player on their team, is is out. And they're going to Cleveland. The first two games, because I had talked about this last week, the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers were visiting the Boston Celtics in Boston. Now, it, it was to the advantage of Boston to be the number one seed. It was the advantage to Boston, if you watch the uh, last uh, Wizards Celtics series, that when they, when they played in Boston – they won, and I, I, I had stressed this last, last week, by uh, a double digits. Their, their, their margin of victory was double digits. Now, I talked last week to Mr. FSP on his FSP show, which is Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and had told, told him I favored the Celtics because I thought they were the better team, and they were the number one seed, and they had home court advantage throughout the playoffs as long as they were playing in the playoffs, because they're the number one seed, quite naturally. And if history uh, was consistent enough that they, if you looked at their series with the Wizards, every game they played at home, they won by double digits. Or very, clo- very close. They know they won by double digits, an average of double digits, I should say. And that's what happened in the last game. They played in Boston, and they won by double digits. Now they go up against LeBron and company. I should say LeBron, Kyrie Irving and company. And they're playing in the home court because they're the number one seed in the East. A lot of good that did them. They got their, they got their butts kicked. The first two games of the NBA playoffs. They got their butts kicked. And the other the last last matchup was absolutely humiliating. I don't know which one which one was worse. The first game um that they played and they lost uh, uh one seventeen or one oh four, which is not a bad score but you would think it would be a little bit closer. First game that they played. Well, maybe not because they had just come off a seven-game series with the Wizards. And this, the Cleveland Cavaliers were well-rested. And they beat the Celtics by 13 points, 117 and 104. Now, two days later, they paid them on a Wednesday, which is this past week. 
Two days later, they played them on a Friday. A little bit more rest. Get yourselves together. You know what happened the first game. You can't afford to go down 2-0, um, leaving Boston to go to Cleveland with the reigning, reigning th- uh, NBA champions. You figured you would get a better effort. You figured it would be a closer game. You're playing at home. That's where you. That's what you played the whole season to get home court advantage. And you get beat by 44 points. 44 points. 130 to 86. That's 44 points in every math that I know. Now, true, your your best player got knocked out, got hurt, and like I had said beginning of this beginning, that he will not be playing because of his hip injury the rest of the series. So you can't rely on him. Don't think about him. It ain't happening. So now the head coach of the Boston Celtics pull a rabbit out of his butt going to Cleveland today, playing it at, on TNT tonight at 8.30. They're playing in Cleveland for the next two games. Now, that's not a good thing. If you, the closest you've come in in the first two games is by 13 points, and that was the first game. And you you didn't even score 100 points, much less even come close to 130. Now you're going to have to play a whole game, completely whole game, and without your best player. And do it in Cleveland on the road. Where you had no luck against the Wizards, who are not as good a team as the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. It doesn't look good for you to win at least one game in this. Not to say it can't be done, but odds on, if you lose by 13 and you lose by 44, that's 57 points. So you're losing by an average of, what, 28, 28 and a half points if you average two games uh, together. You're losing by an average of 28 and a half points. And that is at when you're home. How bad is it going to be? I don't think you're going to lose by 20, 20-something points. Now, it could happen. Guy's going to have to man up. Some guy's going to have to step up to make up for what you don't have in your um, one of your best players, and that's Isaiah Thomas. So you're going to have to step up because you don't want to lose. I mean, you got humiliated on on your own on your home floor already. Absolutely humiliated. And this is a final. This is the Eastern Conference. This is not like it's the first game. You're the eighth seed, and you're playing the number one seed in the first round of the playoffs. This is the Eastern Conference Finals with the chance to the NBA championships. And you get beat by 13, and then turn around and put in a, and I'm being sarcastic when I say this, a uh, stellar performance. And get beat by 44 points. 
44 points. Just just get, take that in for a minute. 44 points. The average team doesn't score that in a quarter. That's just shy of what an at team averages for a half. 44 points. Just, just just gather that in, that a lot of teams are close to scoring or score just a little bit more than 44 points in a half. In a half. And you got beat by that. You know, that's, that's, that's tough to take, tough, tough, tough to even comprehend um, in a Easter conference. And not, not that blowouts haven't happened. Not that they say blowouts haven't happened and everybody does have bad games, but you have bad games at inopportune times when you need the exact opposite in order to not go down 2-0 in a series. You want to at least split when you're at home. At least split. Scratch and claw and do everything that you could possibly do that's legal in the game of basketball and press the limits as much as you can to, to get that one win on your home court to make you feel better about your chances when you go on the road. Now you're going on the road against a team that you have no luck against. You go against a team that is undefeated in the East that's rolling. That's rolling. Confidence is super high. Teams playing at a high level, whether you are a starter or, or off the bench. I'm talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're rolling. Nothing can stop them. They're all the way up. And you have done nothing to, to stop them. I got a call on the line. Uh, happens to be my main man from uh, Thursday, Thursday night, the Joker. Let's welcome him to the show. What's up, Jeff? How you be, my man? Hey, Sorry for uh, the delay. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Not bad. I was on a rant, wasn't looking at the uh, board, and I just happened to see a uh, glance over there and happened to see that you're sitting out there uh, for almost two minutes. Sorry about that. And uh, uh, you've heard me ranting. You heard me talking about what's been going on in the East. Haven't talked about the West. We'll get there. Um, but what's going on with the, with the Celtics who lost by a stellar, a gritty 44 points in the last game. Um, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that. Uh, and I lost one of their best players in Isaiah Thomas, who's out with a hip injury for the rest of the playoffs. And to, to make matters even better, and I'm still being sarcastic, they're going on the road where they, in the last series against a lesser team, they didn't win a game. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think they won any matchups against the Cavaliers, especially at home. Talk to me, Jeff. What do you think? You know, 
I haven't been paying close attention to the NBA playoffs, but I, I did notice that blowout. And, you know, that doesn't happen that much in the playoffs. I think it's because um, during the regular season, a lot of times when there's a blowout, it'll be when a team is in, in the middle of a, a stretch where they have a lot of games, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like one of these, uh, you know, eight games in 14 days or something. You know what I mean? And it's in, one of, yep. in the middle of one of those – and they catch the wrong team, and it, and it kind of happens. Um, yep. But in the playoffs, you don't play on back-to-back days. Nope. Which even, but the games are usually, you know, from what I hear, you know, they take a lot more out of you. So it, it makes sense you don't play on back-to-back days. Um, but I'll tell you, this there's such a lack of parity in the NBA. The everyone practically assumed the finals are going to be Golden State and Cleveland. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's almost like in pro wrestling, or you could even say sometimes with pro boxing, when the (laughs) everyone just assumes the main event is – and I'm not saying it's totally fixed, but let's just say everyone assumes the main event is Cleveland and Golden State. Mm -hmm. And the, the prior series are just a really bad undercard that nobody's paying attention to. You know what I'm saying? Now, right, but right. sometimes, you, you usually, you know, on a, with a good fight or a good wrestling match, there's a decent undercard, but not always the case. And, and, and uh, you know, and I'll tell you another thing, which I, I doubt will change because it would cost the NBA money. People are talking about ways to shorten the season. Um, if they, the first two rounds of the playoffs were shortened, that would make sense. You know, you kind of like, you know, you build as you go along, you know, if, like I said, and and it's not going to happen because it's going to cost them money. And as we mm-hmm. know, that's, that's all that matters, uh, at least to the people running things. You know, there's a reason these guys became billionaires, you know, because mm-hmm. believe me, these guys never leave a nickel on the table. Um, I mean, normal people want money, but normal people put it in perspective. You know, there's other things to consider. Mm-hmm. Um these guys, you know, as they say, it's all about the Benjamins. So let's say, and, and I, I vaguely remember this from when I was a kid. When I was a kid, first-round playoff series were three games, and everybody hated the three-game series. But if you, if you won uh, your division, you got a bye. And, it was, and so the good thing was you get a bye, you got a few days rest, you didn't get a whole week, you know, which is another problem. Um mm-hmm that if you won your division, then you got to bypass the uh, the dreaded three-game series because there was always a fear that, you know, you could get tripped up by a lesser team, which the longer the series, the less chance that could happen. But, exactly. Uh, but still, I mean, I'm serious. I don't, I don't see Cleveland getting beat in a three-game series. I don't see Golden State getting beat in a three-game series. If the first round was three game, three, best of three, second round of the playoffs was best of five, you know, uh, that would shorten the season, and it would kind of, you know, build up the excitement. And also, maybe having a short series might create a little more excitement because the the lesser teams would have a slightly more chance of winning. But believe me, it's not going to happen. You know. Well, um, it, it, it used to be like that, Jeff. I I, I remember yeah, exactly what yeah. you said. It used to it used to build up like that, and the finals were best of seven, and the, and the, and right. the like you said the the minor. The undercard was two out of three and three out of five. So 
Right. And, and the finals was the best out of seven. Well, and quite naturally, what you said, uh, and I totally concur, is that it was a money thing. So they decided to go best out of seven, and, and regardless of what what the um, round of the playoffs was, best out of seven, just prolonged it. You got more ticket revenue. You got more revenue from TV TV money, and, and, and everybody prospered. And but the but the product, in my opinion was diluted because the fact is you got these teams playing seven games and it just, it just after a while, it, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion, like you said. So I'm sorry to interrupt your thought. Go ahead. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, uh, you didn't interrupt it. Yeah. I don't know. But you know, these guys, they, they would not do that. They would do nothing to make a dollar less sort of short in the season nope. in any way. Uh, and, uh, but I'll tell you that just you know we're, we're going to have the same finals for the third year in a row, and uh, I, I think it happened in the NBA a long time ago. I think I, I think it was in the '80s when uh, back then it was uh, uh, Boston and LA dominated, and uh, you know then it's uh, you, you look at the uh, the draft lottery, and it's you know when, you know when you think of the two Boston and LA, you always think of the '80s and. Uh, you know, their total dominance. And then yep. there were a few other teams. And, uh, you know, the Sixers, they got another high draft pick, uh, which has, doesn't seem to be helping them. But they got the third pick, which, you know, the Sixers did mm-hmm. win one championship in the 80s. And it was usually – they were they were usually uh, Boston's toughest competition in the East. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I used to wonder because – they would have, you know, back then it was, uh, you know, the NBA on CBS. You know, I remember they had a nice jingle, and you know they'd have the the game of the week on Sunday. And I think at that point, a lot of people still didn't have cable, so those and those were usually good games. But almost it was either Boston or LA. You know, you didn't see that much of other teams. Uh, but you know, those are the two best teams. It's not like they're putting them on for no reason. But then. Um, I used to wonder if, if, you know, casual fans or, you know, maybe people overseas, because I think they'd show the games overseas, did they think, like, the NBA was an eight- or ten-team league? Because, (laughs) you know, besides Boston and L.A., you know, know, they had to play somebody else. I mean, Mm -hmm. because Boston and L.A. only play each other twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, That, you know, just some teams you would never, ever, ever see on those games at a week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I'll tell you though, the, the lack of parity is, is really, you know, I, I think at this point it's become a problem. Uh, you, you, uh, you, you really think so? Uh, because I, I think that this is nothing new. The lack of parity has been like this for yeah, oh, it's, a long time. It's gotten man. worse. Long though. time. It's, it's, same, yeah. same, same finals match of three years in a row. That hasn't happened in a long time. Well, that's true too. Um, well, but. Ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, like, but I'll tell you though, man. Sorry, the, the um, I, I still can't believe that, uh, you know. I mean, I guess you know Boston's the second best team in the East, and bam, they they got the they got the first pick, uh, which, you know, I, when it, w- trades need to be approved by the NBA, but I get the impression when you're trading for. A veteran, even you know, even a guy well into his thirties, which you know is old in basketball terms. Yeah, but it depends on the player, depends on the position. 
these teams got to give up too much, and the Nets had to give up way too much to get uh, 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 Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. And at that point, I think it was pretty clear both of those guys were near the end of their career. And then, and then you get a situation, which I think, you know, you hate to see where a team is as is, is good as Boston is getting the number one pick in the draft. It reminds me uh, of, you know, with the Clippers and the Cavaliers were so bad when I was a kid, that's when the NBA had to start approving trades because, you know, you had teams like Cleveland giving up first-round draft picks for, you know, players that weren't stars, guys like Scotty Wedman. It didn't make any sense. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you say, well, you know, a team can make whatever trade they want, but, you know, they're not in the league by themselves, and it it affects the balance of power. And, I mean, the Clippers back then, um, they uh, they gave up a first-round pick, and it was one in the future. So Because sometimes if it's if it's a first pick that year, if you're a good team, you figure, well, it'll be the end of the first round, no big deal. But they gave up a future first-round pick, and they were a lousy team to get Jelly Bean Bryant. And, and I think that pick, I think, turned into a great player. Um, and Je- Jelly Bean Bryant, uh, Kobe Bryant's dad, wasn't even a starter. It didn't make any sense. And uh, the the Celtics, they they got a first-round pick. I don't even remember the player, but they were, you know, one of the best teams in the 80s. They got a first-round pick for a guy who who probably wasn't a good player because Red Auerbach was still making the trades then, and he was very bright. Um, and then that number two pick in the draft turned out to be Len Bias. Unfortunately, he died, you know, in a tragic uh, cocaine overdose two days later. And, you know, one of the great what-ifs in sports, you know, what if Len Bias hadn't died – you know, uh, maybe the Boston dynasty could have continued because, uh, you know, that team had a lot of talent and uh, you know, they didn't have great young players, but who knows? Maybe bias could have been what they needed. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, but but that was, you know, it was like, how the heck did the best team in the league get the second pick in the draft, you know? And uh, yeah. that's what, and I'll tell you though, but like uh, when the Lakers – when they made the trade to get um, uh, Steve Nash, I mean, come on, he was in his in his mid thirties, which is pretty old for a point guard. And, oh, yeah. um, and 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 I saw how much they had to give up for him. I'm like, come on, you know. But that's you know the the league doesn't you know, or they don't like the looks that a you know a veteran player gets traded for nothing. But you know, they got to come up with some kind of system where and and, and these deals happen sometimes in sports where the compensation in a trade is, is closely based on the performance, you know, mm-hmm. because, well, um, yeah, yeah. It just, uh, it, 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 because those, those deals hurt, hurt, seriously hurt the Lakers, hurt the Nets. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know who's in charge of approving deals in the NBA, but, but they're not doing a good job. Well, um, I, while you while you were talking to me, Jeff, and, and, and I understand what you're saying, um, I'm looking at the history of the NBA Finals and the amount of uh, what teams repeated year after year after year. Not the same two teams playing each other. Um, what teams repeated year after year after year, starting in 1982? Okay, this is just this is just um, something I'm seeing here. 
the Los Angeles Lakers from 82 to 85 were in the 80 NBA Finals, four, four straight years. But they only played two teams between those years in the Finals. The Boston Celtics in uh, back-to-back years in 84 and 85. The, the Philadelphia 76ers in 83 and 82. Um, but the Boston Celtics in 84, 85, and 86, and 87 played in four straight NBA finals and only met the Lakers twice. So uh, there's, there's teams that have played in three consecutive or more NBA finals, but no two teams have, met, have played each other. And, and I'm, I'm looking down the list, and even with Chicago Bulls, they didn't play the same three teams, I mean, the same uh, team three years in a row. Quite naturally, if you go um, uh, um, back in the, starting in the 2000s, the Lakers played from 2000 and two, to, to 2002 in three consecutive uh, NBA finals. But on the east side, each opponent was different. Now, you, you got the uh, 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 Lakers in 2009 and 2010 that played two, two uh, uh, back-to-back seasons. But they played a different opponent each season. This will be the first time, if it happens, and more, it looks like it's going to happen. This is the first, be the first time that I can see since, and I'm looking further back to see if it's been three times that a team has played the same team over and over again. It hasn't been done. It's been twice in a row, but it's never been three times in back-to-back-to-back years. So this will be the first time in NBA history that a two teams, uh, if, if it's, if it comes out like it's like it looks like it's going to come out, we'll play each other three consecutive times. Um, it doesn't make a difference who wins. It's just th- three consecutive times in back to back to back years. Um, it's it's uh, a lot of teams have played t- each other twice in back to back years, but never three times. So this is just uh, can can. Um, getting credence to what you're saying that it's the, the parody has gotten there is no parody. Let me put it that way. Um, uh, it seems like right now the two best teams are on a crash course to meet each other for the third consecutive time, and barring any c- catastrophic injury, it's a strong possibility that it may may be a continuing trend in coming years unless someone some upstart team or some team makes a, a monumentous move and increases their chances, whether it's in the East or the West, to bypass the two top teams in their respective conferences. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it, that looks like the way it's going to be. I mean, you know, you need both. I mean, you need stars, you need marketable stars, marketable teams, et cetera, et cetera, but you got to have some parity. I, I mean, uh, I, I, so, I, I mean, people usually, when they talk about parity, it's almost like an insult. But, you know, I mean, 
a lot of fans in a lot of cities, they want some hope that their team can make it to the finals. And, I mean, uh, you know, uh, not too many fans could say, oh, my team's got a good shot at the finals. It's just uh, – it's it's a very top-heavy sport. Yeah, I'm looking at it, and it's either been the Celtics, Lakers, Miami Heat, uh, the Spurs, and now the Warriors and the Cavaliers. So – if you're not one from one of them cities, uh, it doesn't look like you really have a. You can uh, every now and then, like they say, every now and then the squirrel catches a nut. But uh, um, if it's not from one of those major cities, um, I'm going to say major cities, but not from one of those organizations um, here recently, you are not uh, having a chance to go to the NBA Finals. Uh, you quite naturally get get in the playoffs because you go eight deep. And from each conference and getting into the playoffs, but to have a legit chance, a legitimate chance of going to the finals, being able to, to uh, maneuver your way through the, the maze of teams you have to play in each conference to get to the finals. It only boils down to a less than a handful of teams, less than a handful of teams and, and probably two or three teams. Um, now there may be teams that I, I, I feel are on the rise that are young and still developing, um, but until they've proven themselves and until they've hit, hit, hit broken that ceiling, um, it's these two teams, and these two teams are young enough that they can sustain themselves uh, year in and year out to, to pick up pieces to um, replace pieces that. Um, have have fallen by the wayside to sustain where they're at. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, um, barring and it's always it's always barring a major catastrophic injury that really hurts either team. That I can't see um, how these how these two teams um, won't meet again and again and again uh, past this year because quite naturally. I can't see anybody beating these teams. Uh, the uh, 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 the Golden State Warriors are three and zero right now, and what it looks like Cleveland going in Cleveland is going to be three and zero coming out of today. So, and Golden State more likely will close it out tomorrow in uh, San Antonio, and even with Ka- Kawhi Leonard coming back or not, and that's that's an if. Um, you know he's been out the last two games. It may be resting it up to to play. Uh, make a final stand uh, and try to win one of these games in San Antonio tomorrow. But it don't look good in, in um, that part of Texas right now. So um, now moving over to San Antonio and, and the Western Conference, because we're talking about the Eastern Conference, moving over to uh, Golden State. The same thing happened to Golden State. I mean, the same thing happened to San Antonio. It happened to Golden. Uh, it happened to the Celtics, meaning their best player, or one of their best players, um, got hurt in this series. And the, in the prior series, uh, Tony Parker went down and was lost for the season, for the playoffs. And Kawhi Leonard hasn't been effective ever since he got hurt. I think he got hurt in the prior series, and it just carried over to this series. Uh, where he re-aggravated the injury he had uh, and hasn't been effective or had been able to play. 
uh, and now they're down 3-0. Um, don't know if Pop is going to even attempt to put him in there um, and try to win one of these games. Um, I would think it would be um, great. Pop, Popovich would be competitive enough that he, if 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 Kawhi Leonard, if, and he quite naturally hit his thoughts that I want to play regardless would be competitive enough that he would go into the game and try to give as much as he can for as long as he can to um, try to at least stave off um, the Warriors for one game. But the Warriors are undefeated too. Maybe the margin of victory hasn't been as substantial uh, game in and game out as the um, Cleveland Cavaliers, but they've been pretty dominant when they've had to to, um, play – to uh, and get the keep get the lead and keep the lead and, and come away with a win. I still haven't seen uh, the Warriors play a really solid game, a really good game uh, from start to finish. Uh, to me, they have a tendency to uh, relax at the wrong time, give a chance a team to come back on them, and, and try to uh, uh, and then have to put in a surge to pull away from a team. Even though they they pretty played pretty well uh, with the help of uh, Kevin Durant, who had a 19 point uh, third quarter, which helped a lot in the last game. But for the most part, um, they they are a team that likes to take minutes off. You know, just seems like they lose concentration when they feel they got the game in hand, and, and like I said, give the team a chance and some hope. Uh, uh, letting them come back. Well, you can't do that against, against Cleveland. Um, and uh, you can't play up and down like that, or you can't turn on and off all the time, because uh, when you try to turn it back on again, it, that, that light switch may not work again. So, uh, and, they're th- and they're undefeated. So we got two teams that are possibly coming up against each other, one the one seed in the West in Golden State, one the two seed um and Cleveland Cavaliers coming into the playoffs, um, if things go as they've been going, then they'll be undefeated in both sides of their conference coming in and clashing for the third time, and it'll be the rubber match and see who comes out on top. What's your thoughts, Jeff? Talk to me about the Golden State Warriors and the uh, San Antonio Spurs. I mean, you know, uh, I guess – the Spurs would fall under those teams. Like, well, they've been to the finals in recent years, and uh, I'll tell you, they're like, uh, in a few ways, they're like the New England Patriots of uh, basketball. You know, <laughs> no, they, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they they keep winning. It just seems to be a very well-run team. They seem to acquire the right guys, and uh, you know, uh, uh, their players seem to perform well for a long time, and. Uh, they, I think they probably have as many international players as any team in the league. And, of course, you know, Popovich is the uh, Belichick of the NBA. I mean, once in a while, I, I saw him recently. I, believe me, the, the sideline reporters, they don't really add much to the game. I, I think they could occasionally pass on information, you know, if there's an injury or something. But, I mean, a coach is – is never going to reveal any strategy or anything like that to uh, a sideline reporter. But, you know, Popovich could be a little more polite, you know? 
<laughs> but, that's a stick. That's, that's a stick, and they all right, know it. Th- right. That's pop being pop, you know. But I mean, uh, unless there's an injury or something like else, something else like that, they don't really need these sideline reporters. They add very little, very, very little. Um, but that's the shtick, and uh, you know, I, when when uh, the the Spurs got uh, Gasol, you know, I was like, ah, another great international player. Uh, I'm I'm sure he's got a little, you know, left in the tank to give him, and uh, you know, uh, 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 Duncan retired, and uh, you know, they just keep on trucking, and uh, 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 but you know. Uh, you know, every team's got to deal with injuries, and uh, you know now they're dealing with a uh, Tony Parker's injury, and uh, um, you know that's uh, it, it's it's not the year for San Antonio to go to the finals. You know, it's not their turn. You know, but uh, uh, you know, I'm curious now. I mean, you know, they they kept winning after Duncan's retirement, but uh, I think Parker now is uh, 34. Ginobili's you know older than him, and you know, in basketball terms, that's pretty old. But you know, they got. They get they they seem to have some young talent and uh, you know they'll uh, they'll find a way and uh, San Antonio is probably I can't think of any other small market NBA team that has been very good for a very long time I guess yep. they're the one exception the big notable exception Yep San Antonio since 1999 Jeff has been to the NBA Finals six times. Since 1999, uh, they've been to the to, to the finals six times and won five. The, 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 the most recent would be 2014, and they were in back-to-back finals in that. Uh, uh, in fact, they played the Miami Heat in 2013 and lost to the Miami Heat, and then came back and played Miami Heat again in 2014 and won the NBA Finals to give Pop his fifth championship. And on, on on another note, the L.A. Lakers, and this is when the L.A. Lakers were the L.A. Lakers, not now, went to the finals um, since since 1999 seven times, and had, and won five titles. The last five title they won uh, was in 2010, when they played the Boston Celtics. So um, that's the only two teams that have been consistently in the championship rounds um, year in and year out since uh, uh, 1999 would be the San Antonio Spurs and the um, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Quite naturally, uh, you have teams that have shown appearances in there, like the Knicks, the Pacers, the 76ers, the Mavericks, Pistons, the uh, Cavaliers, when early the early Cavaliers back when LeBron first with the Cavaliers, Miami Heat and Orlando Magic, but since 1999 there's been two teams that have made the most appearances in the um, NBA Finals, and that would be from the West: the Los Angeles Lakers seven times with five championships, and the San Antonio Spurs six times with five championships. So. Like I said, and I made the point earlier, that there's only a few teams that are consistently going to make the playoffs and make the playoffs far enough to get into the finals. Now, quite naturally, 
No one thinks the L.A. Lakers are close to, to doing that anymore. Uh, San Antonio Spurs are all perennial uh, playoff uh, and get on a, a, a wonderful run. They can do that. But there's teams that are, are right now, and we're, we're in that cycle, that these are two teams that are in that cycle that are going to be uh, habitual finals players. And uh, until they until they get older and their play diminishes, I don't see anything changing. All right, Jeff, um, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, you got anything else that you want to uh, push out there before we uh, leave the program? You know, I'm – uh, I'm just curious, what's going on at ESPN? I mean, you know, they've been shaking things up for a while, but now it makes me think mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, sometimes in a job, maybe if things aren't going a little well, they'll just start making crazy changes for the sake of making changes. And, uh, you know, they're splitting up Mike and Mike, and uh, mm-hmm. that's a mistake. That's one of their assets. And, I, I you know, what's going to happen, you know, they have – you know, two guys have been working great together for 18 years. Oh, and, yeah. you know, it's it's almost like, you know, if uh, I'm trying to think of a better analogy, but let's say when Hall & Oates were big, if their record label says, hey, let's split them up. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, well, you know, Daryl Hall, he did record albums without John Oates, but they didn't sell well. And John Oates, you know, with all due respect, was not a, very successful as a solo act. And I think that might right. be the case with Mike and Mike. So, uh You know, I I don't believe in change just for the sake of change. You got to do it for a good reason, and I don't think they had a good reason to split up uh, Mike and Mike. But I swear, as soon as Golik's son started appearing as a guest on the show, and I think he does, he was doing a radio in New York for uh, their affiliate, Mm -hmm. right? That I was thinking, you know, if Greenberg ever leaves, I kept thinking they're going to make it Golik and Golik. It'll be Mike Golik and his son. Um, well, well, you know, you ever heard that adage, deja vu all over again? <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And, and this is, this is, seems like, seeing what, what took place on, 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 uh, um, afternoon radio, if you, if you get into where I'm going here with this, they had a show on that was extremely, extremely popular show extremely popular show best show best sports talk show in america if i'm not mistaken in new york which is uh the fan um which was uh, um the mad dog and mike francesa and one side of that show or whatever for whatever reason they couldn't get along egos got big or one ego got big and the other one couldn't deal with it or they both couldn't deal with it or whatever. And um, they split up. Um, and you, you can see that the uh, one with the, I'd say, I, I would probably say, and I can't say for sure, but one with the biggest ego and the biggest mouth uh, went off by himself and didn't do that well. Um, and it took him a while to get his footing before he had a, I guess, a decent following. Well, when I say deja vu all over again, um, that's what I'm talking about when I see Mike and Mike. <laughs> that that for whatever reason, um, Mike say, 
and I'm talking about Mike Golick, is a pretty down-to-earth, laid-back guy that uh, is, I wouldn't say comfortable, but is in a, in a good place in doing a show that has been popular for 20 years. Whereas in Mike Greenberg, seems like he's the guy that's got a lot more ambition, not, not to discount Golix, but that he wants to be out front, wants to have a name for himself, um, and uh, feels that, for whatever reason, um, that he needs to break that bond or get, get the bond broken, but through ESPN breaking the bond, and putting him in on the daytime morning show to compete with the NFL Good Morning Football, and that's what I'm thinking they're doing. They're they're trying to compete with that that fan base that I think a lot of people have gravitated to because it's it's a younger younger crowd um, or uh, some someone that's looking for something different. Uh, it's a morning talk show, and they're also talking sports. Um, that is different than Mike and Mike. Now, not to say that Mike and Mike is not popular, but I think to get more of uh, 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 more of an audience, or to pull more of a different type of audience, they're going in this direction. Not to say that it's a good good move, because what I think that Greenberg is going to do is something like a, a morning talk show that's wrapped around. Uh, other things other than sports um, and, and uh, try to get the best of two worlds, leave Mike Golick doing what he does and move Greenberg into the morning side of this um, and, and uh, see if he can uh, pull, pull some audience because ESPN has been losing subscribership um, a lot. And so that they're trying to shake things up. Uh, move out the so-called, in quotation marks, dead wood, and and and, and uh, uh, move people, other people up, and get a more diverse and more um, uh, younger mindset and faces on TV. Not that I agree with it, but I think that's what they're uh, uh, they're thinking. What's your thoughts? You know, I'm sure. You know. There's some reason, but you know, not every person in a duo is successful as an individual. Like, you know, uh, with Mike and the Mad Dog, uh, Mad Dog is not as good as on his own. You know what? Without Cher, Sonny Bono did not have a successful solo career. Um, And sometimes with a duo, when they split up, neither one is successful. And like I said, I don't believe in change for the sake of change. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of shake-up at ESPN. But this was one of the things that shouldn't have been shook up. Um, you know, but uh, I'm sure there's at least one guy with a nice office and a nice suit who thinks he knows more than he does who's behind this, <laughs> you know. Yep. And, and, yep. and, and uh, you know what, uh you know, he can mess up the lives of a lot of people, but, you know, unfortunately these guys, you know, they end up standing on their feet, but everybody else has to suffer, you know. Um, but this, you know, uh, you know, it would be one of these things, if they think the ratings are down now, they make this change, boom, the ratings will be even worse. That That's what I'm thinking. And then what, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 
Okay. Well, we're going to get out of here. And, and I want to welcome, uh, welcome. I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining me uh, for a short time today. Um, people tune in next week. Uh, it'll be Memorial Day weekend. Uh, that'll be the 28th of um, um, May, which is amazing that this year is going by so quick that we'll be getting into the summer um, very quickly. Um, but before you know it, the the uh, uh, training camps are going to start. OTAs are, are on now. So um, players, and you got to cross your fingers on whatever fan base that you are. Now, once these players finish OTAs, in between the OTAs and training camp, that they stay out of trouble because idle time um, – and uh, you never know what the, these players, with all the time, not to say they're not responsible, but there's always, on always, it has never failed, there's always a player, or players, I should say, that do something stupid or dumb between the time that they are finished with their OTAs and start with their training camp. It never fails. It's it's a... It, 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 Besides death and taxes, this is something you can guarantee that a player or two, will, uh, 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 three or four or whatever, will do something stupid and get themselves in some type of trouble um, before the, the training camp starts for their respective team. So all the team owners, coaches, general managers, and anybody in the organization um, – it's going to cross their fingers once the players leave the, the confines of OTAs and you won't see them until training camp that they'll get the same players back without any issues coming back. I guarantee you that's the hope of every, uh, anyone is involved with the players, um, whether it be in the front office or the coaching staff. Please come back with no issues. Please come back. Then don't be in jail. <laughs> Let me put it that way. Or, or, or with the threat of going to jail. All right, Jeff. Um, it's been a pleasure, as always. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. It's, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fine weekend up in, on the East Coast, even though it's like 30 degrees cooler than it was in the last two days of the week, where it was in the 90s. Um, but enjoy the rest of the week. At least, at least today, it looks like it's going to be a sunny day. That's half the, half the battle there. Uh, I talked to you on Thursday, Jeff. Um, with that being said, take care, people, and uh, we'll see you later.